there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. Advanced Medicine is officially on, and Dr. Rasha Bittar is officially here. And uh, I heard you talk to Del Bigtree last week, but it was prior to the big announcement about the HHS lawsuit where they acknowledged never having once submitted information reported to Congress that they're required to do by the 1986 Vaccine Injury Compensation Program law about vaccine safety, making sure that they're reducing adverse events, etc., uh, this, is a, this is a big week for those that have been questioning safety of vaccines, as we have for many years. Yeah, it really is a very, very big thing. I didn't even know that uh, Dell was involved with that lawsuit, so that's actually really interesting. But yeah, we talked last week about some other things, uh, specifically about the Van VCD uh, program and uh, what's happening with the Van VCD site and the data that's being collected, and it's just overwhelmingly uh, shocking at the results. Um, so, Robert, we've talked about this on the show before. Can I mm-hmm. just do a quick plug for this? Because I think absolutely, I think people really need to know about this. And Ty actually sent something out, but I think we need to really start. Not now. We've got data. We got over. We have over uh, twelve thousand people. I believe it is uh, twelve to thirteen thousand people now. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we have every country on the planet represented. You can put in any country and you'll see you know you put in bahrain you'll see 32 people have have uh, done the uh, the survey the the response for the van vcd mm-hmm. but for the people that don't know what van vcd is it's van like as a vehicle victor alpha november van then the letter v as in victor and then cd like a cd rom so van org, and that stands for vaccinated and non-vaccinated children's data and essentially what we're doing is getting the parents to respond to 11 questions. And then dynamically, you can see the results. You can query the results based on sex, based on age, based on country, based on vaccination, non-vaccination. And you can see some overwhelmingly shocking information that we as, as uh, on, the, on the, I'm not sure what we would call us, Robert, on mm-hmm. the alternative, on the advanced side, of course, the advanced side, yes. we already know. We, we don't need a study to prove this, but you look at the data just as an example, vaccinated children, as reported by the parents, the children where they are as far as behind their peer group, with their peer group, or ahead of their peer group, uh, something like uh, the ahead of their peer group, it's something like 2.3% of the vaccinated children versus the non-vaccinated children behind the peer group, with the peer group, ahead of the peer group, something like 37%. I don't remember what the exact numbers are right now, but anybody can go in and query it. You can query that, narrow it down to just males, or you can do males between the age of 12 and 13 that were vaccinated. And you can see how the parents are reporting what these children are ahead, with, or behind. You can see what these children are on other medications. You can see their history of how many vaccines they had. You can see if the parents, the mothers, had any type of underlying medical issues prior to birth or during the child's birth. You can see um, family history of neurological issues or anything else, any of the ca- cardiac history, cancer it's unbelievable the amount of data. And anybody can go in there and do the study. As you know, to have statistical significance, you have to have an N of 32, which is the number of uh, values that you're studying have to have at least 32 very, uh, thirty-two subjects. We have over 15,000. If I'm not 
incorrect. It's definitely over 13,000 because I checked that before, but I think it's, we're approaching 15,000 now. So anybody can go in there and do any kind of study that they want. Dynamic is changing. We just need to get that number up to a million people because a million people that have responded to this survey and their own subjective response, their own experience of what happened with their children with vaccinations it's all over with, Robert. I mean, yeah, well, it is. And, and, you know, but this is the thing when you we've joked about this. Others have said it, that vaccinations are the leading cause of coincidence on planet Earth. Right. They've deferred to the, the fact that, oh, you're just you know, you're just an observer. You're not a scientist. Right. Trying to downplay the parental uh, involvement in children and knowing the distinct differences before and after vaccination. Yet with this lawsuit. As I said, that has just made, you know, forced their hand to reveal that they have not once delivered information on vaccine safety to Congress. Since this, this law was passed in 86, it went into effect by December 87 uh, and, and every two years. It hasn't happened once. So they have less well, of a leg. Not that they ever had a leg to stand on in terms of safety. But now where, where do they go from here? Well, let's go back in 1986. Let's go back 2,500 to 3,500, maybe 4,000 years ago. And we talk about Socrates and Plato and some of these very learned people and their definition of what science was. And science is based on observation. You observe something, then you postulate a hypothesis, then you test that hypothesis to see how many times it, it comes to fruition, how many times it repeats. Is it reproducible? Right. The basis of all science is observation. So when they say now, that, well, you're just parents and you don't know, you're not scientists. Well, wait a second. Who knows the child better, some scientist or some doctor or some researcher who may be interacting with that child for five or ten minutes or an hour? Or let's say they're really, really good and maybe a week versus a parent that's been with the child since the moment of conception. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Observation is the basis of all science. And if you want to look at subjective aspects or objective data, the person that knows the child better than anyone else will always be the parent or the caretaker, whoever the primary caretaker is. That individual's input should be crucial for any type of uh, subjective uh, SF36 patient type uh, outcome-based uh, research. And in fact, that's the model that almost all big pharmaceutical companies are now using, this double-blind placebo-controlled crossover multi-center trial. By all standards, for you or I to do a study on vaccines would be completely unethical. Why? Because we know that the vaccines cause an injury. Now, modern science would say, or modern medicine would say, well, you know, we're trying to establish a parameter, but ethically, if you know as a provider, as a healthcare provider, as a doctor, that you are causing harm to put somebody into a double-blind placebo-controlled study where one group is on the actual treatment, which, is, which we know to be harmful, is unethical, any which way you skin it. Mm -hmm. So for you and I, and of course, their, their, side, their side is no vaccines are safe. We know there's no way I could put somebody in a control group or in, a, in an experimental group and say, okay, you go, this group doesn't do vaccines and this group, we're going to vaccinate you. I mean, that would be, that, that's like maiming somebody just to see, just to try to prove a study. Well, the irony it's of absurd. that, Dr. Batar, is that they would argue exactly the opposite, that, that the reason they don't do placebo-controlled studies is because how could they deny anybody the wondrous benefits of vaccination? But how do they claim that there are any with no baseline studies to prove it? other than to keep trumping out, parroting out, or whatever, uh, you know, traipsing out with, oh, look, smallpox, oh, look, polio, when, you know, there's well, such a different explanation in reality. You're absolutely right. But the, here's the other thing, too. For them to say that how can we ever do uh, have a group that doesn't get vaccinated, 
there's a few million people out there that aren't getting vaccinated, like you and me and our kids and mm-hmm. many other people that are already observant and I have already evolved to the point of knowing that, hey, I'm not going to introduce a known toxin to my child under the pretense of trying to prevent them from having some chance of having some type of a disease which has never wiped out the human race up until, you know, for the however many tens of thousands of years we've been on this planet. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, the last 20, 30, 50 years, 75 years, 100 years, we're already paranoid now. We're going to get wiped off the face of the earth with some kind of communicable disease. So for them to say that it's unethical for them to have a group that's not vaccinated, hey, take the people that are already opting out. Exactly. Take them and confuse control that if you want but of course they know what would happen just as you've seen with the van vcd van vcd.org as we as we mentioned earlier before and of course new listeners all of the time here on the robert scott bell show advanced medicine monday version with dr rasha batar if you haven't submitted your data to this your experience to this please go there we have it linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com the reality is if they don't test through double-blind placebo-controlled studies, there's no way to determine a baseline of safety or efficacy. Case in point, uh, you know, the corruption of science with like Gardasil, for instance, where they say, well, we have done that kind of study, except that you find out they had aluminum adjuvants in the placebo, which makes it not a placebo. And so there's a lot, yep. of, lot of problems up, down, and center. But you know what? It tells me they don't want to know or have people know the truth about this. Because there's an agenda that is not rooted in science. There's another agenda here. Now, I have a, uh, an article Superdon sent us on Medical Express about the Dunning-Kruger effects as it relates to anti-vax attitudes. And they're talking about this is being ignorant about being ignorant. What they're claiming is that people who think they know about vaccines but don't have credentials don't know that they don't know or shouldn't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't. You can't make this up. I know, and so oh they. Oh my keep, god! And you know their end result here is like, well, you know, we can't figure this thing out ultimately, but maybe if we had other non-expert celebrities persuade those who are against vaccines to change their mind. So basically, their end result is like, you know what? Since they're not listening to the experts, let's bring out the celebrities to talk about how great vaccines are. I mean. I, this is a beautiful thing. This is an acknowledgement that they have no capacity and capability to convince people that have already figured this thing out. Well, Robert, you know what's interesting is this 2018 year, there's supposed to be a lot of interesting things happening where it's people becoming aware, where we're hitting that critical mass, that tipping point, if you will. Mm. And you see this in various types of uh, scenarios. You see this in the political uh, climate right now. You see this in the... Um, women's movement, you know, where they're trying out now um, and standing up for what's happened to them, the, the outcry of mm-hmm. past indiscretions or wrongings that have occurred. You see this in um, the uh, educational aspect where the newer generation is now starting to recognize certain um, restrictions that they have. And, and so they're, they're becoming more vocal. They're becoming more political. You're seeing a lot of changes happening in society. You have a lot of people becoming aware, not just of vaccination issues, but also of general health issues. They're starting to understand the importance of organic uh, foods and whole foods. And that's one reason you see like the Earth Sprays and the whole food companies and Amazon trying to buy these companies. It's expanding. People are starting to understand. Even the, even the pharmaceutical companies are now starting to purchase a lot of the uh, vitamin companies such as uh, Garden of Life, Douglas Labs, uh, Pure Encapsulations, all these companies that are being purchased by pharmaceutical companies because they're starting to see the writing on the wall. Yes. People are shifting. People are becoming aware and they're becoming more conscious. And so I think this vaccine aspect is part and parcel of the whole 
They can't escape the inevitability of this shift. You're right. And they're struggling. And now uh, with people pushing back on them, forcing their hand, forcing them to reveal what they didn't want to reveal, there's a shift in consciousness. And uh, we're part of it here, Dr. Bittar. We got to take a break. We'll be back with more advanced medicine. Links are up in the show notes. You can go to robertscottbell.com as well as advancedmedicine.com. Check it all out. It's in the notes right now. Rockin' the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. You know, Dr. Batar, we mentioned about that HHS lawsuit last segment, and so far, no mainstream media source has reported on it. Not one. Now, this seemingly would be a big story if there was any other law that was passed and a part of the government did not did not apply what the law had said Congress had passed for 30 years and it was just discovered, admitted to. You think that there might be one or two or 10 or 100 (laughs) news sources going, whoa, what a scandal we got here. But dead silence. They they can't afford the the public being being aware, becoming aware, being made aware of this issue. That's what the 32 years and an exposure like this, nobody's talking about. Yeah. But it's not shocking. It's not, it's not surprising. I mean, we would, we would expect nothing more from them. Yeah. Uh, Well, it would be shocking if they reported on it until they're forced to. Uh, But this is the, this is the transformation time because it isn't because the media is doing its job as a mainstream source of information or news. It is simply because it has become so apparent that these injuries are real, that these diseases, these chronic diseases are increasing in not only our elder population, but all the way down to the youngest among us, that eventually people say, you know what? The experts have no earthly idea what they're doing. This was my wake up when I was 19 years of age. I finally figured out the doctors didn't know what they were doing when it came to my health. I had to look for something else. Now, I didn't know of anything else until four or five years later when I learned of homeopathic medicine and organic food and all the switches I made. But now you can't contain it. As you've said, multi-billion dollar businesses, either they're in it or they're buying it now. Exactly. And I think that it's only going to continue. And I believe that this year, I believe that before the end of this year, there are going to be more shocking things that are going to become evident. And even despite the reluctance of the mainstream media to talk about it, they will be forced to start talking about it. And of course, you know, Robert, we can't announce it right now, but you know what's going to be happening September, October, November mm-hmm. time frame. We're not sure exactly the date, but there's going to be something happening big before the end of the year. And I'm, I'm very excited. Of course, the, the whole world is going to know about it. And uh, we don't want to say too much about it, but we also want to get people a little bit excited. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Well, and, all, and, I'd, all I'd ask folks is uh, just keep tuning in. Keep staying connected. When we put out links in the show notes or at Advanced Medicine, pay attention to it because you're going to be the first to know some things that are quite extraordinary that are occurring. We're in the midst of it. A lot of stuff working on behind the scenes, as, as we've been doing for many years. But when they manifest, it's the most exciting thing. Many years in the making, though, you just see it and like, whoa, where did that come from? That's exactly right. And so this has been something that's been going on for probably about four years, five years. And I, I believe that this will... If, if the tipping point hasn't already occurred, I think that we will reach the tipping point by the end of this year, Robert. And I think fireworks will be 
early for 2019, July. We won't have to wait for July 4th, 2019 for fireworks. I think that they will start happening way before July 4th, Independence Day, July July 4th, 2019. Right, I feel like breaking out into show tunes. I'm so happy. <laughs> how about how about a little West Side Story? Could be, who knows? You know that one. So uh, we've That's got right. we've got lots of stories about obviousness uh, in terms of the downturn in health for those that have been following the allopathic model like it's religious sacrament. One in nine U.S. adults over 45 are reporting memory problems now. This could have nothing to do with heavy metals in, in the environment, in their teeth, in their vaccines, or anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. That has nothing to do with it whatsoever. <laughs> and then, of course, you add a little bit of uh, persistent organic gluten as far as the ingredients in there. And now you have an exponential increase tenfold. Tenfold is not 100%. It's a 1,000% increase in some of these uh, problems that people are going to experience. And, you know, one thing we haven't talked about in a long time on the show, we, I know we have talked about it probably seven, eight years ago, um, but we haven't recently talked about the synergistic destructive nature of these, some of these heavy metals. Right. So if you have an LD1 of mercury, in other words, LD stands for lethal dose. So if you have a sufficient amount of mercury, enough to kill one out of 100 people. So basically you take 100 people, you give them whatever the amount that you decide. And if it's an LD17, that means it's enough mercury or enough of that substance acts to cause 17 out of that 100 people to die. If you have an LD34 of something, then it's enough of that something to kill 34 out of 100 people. So that's how LD is reported. So if you have an LD1 of mercury, meaning enough mercury to kill one out of 100 people, and you have an LD1 of lead, enough lead to kill one out of 100 people, and you put that amount of lead and that, that amount of lead and the amount of mercury enough to kill one person in the same 100 people, instead of having an LD1, you now have an LD100, meaning you will kill all 100 people. So you take enough mercury to kill one person out of 100, enough lead to kill one person out of 100, put it in the same group of people, and you will kill all 100 people. That's how destructive they are. Now, we're just talking about lead and mercury. We don't have the research. The only research that I can find... Oh, wait, I'm in the hold on. Right now. Find it on the break, because we got to take a break. We're going to be back talking about that research and a whole lot more, including a question of the day coming up for Dr. Vitar after the break. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Just as we were hitting the break, Dr. Batar was about to find something. What was it you were about to find? Well, you know I'm writing the book on the heavy metals uh, and heavy metal toxicity, and it's we're like right in the middle of this, Robert. I mean, this is a project that's been going on for a number of years as well. And I'm, I'm actually kind of excited because a lot of these projects that have been going on for some time are actually coming to culmination now, but I cannot find anything in the published research, whether scientific or medical, because you know there's a difference between scientific research and medical research, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of references on heavy metal toxicity and the relationship with chronic diseases and all sorts of pathology. But the synergistic destructive nature of these metals is very, very limited amount of information. And the only study that I can really find is a study where they talked about mercury, lead, and cadmium. And that was done in the 1970s. I think it was 1972. And in that particular paper, it talks about how destructive these metals are, but they don't talk about all these other metals. Now, you know that the, the most toxic substance known to man is uranium, so as far as 
Yeah, of Not course, metals, Re- refining it into plutonium becomes even worse. But yeah, it's a naturally occurring issue that is damaging the cells just by being around it. You don't even have to ingest it. Exactly. It's uranium. And so some people do say plutonium, and plutonium is accurate, except that plutonium is not naturally occurring, as you pointed out. It's, right. it's a naturally occurring substance. Uranium is the most toxic. Okay. Now, mercury is the second most toxic. It's interesting. The top two toxic components, according to the EPA, are both heavy metals. Now, the problem is, if they've only done research on the lead, mercury, and cadmium, and they haven't looked at tin and nickel and arsenic and antimony and uranium and plutonium and you know all these different other metals, and then you've got the minerals like copper and zinc and iron that are essential for life, but in too high level, you know, copper, zinc, selenium, iron, they will kill a person. So now you've got the combination of the disparity between the heavy metals and the minerals and people overzealously either remineralizing or the salts with the minerals aren't adequate so the bodies don't, the, the minerals don't uh, disassociate and they get absorbed in the body and they don't assimilate with the body in the way that is physiologically necessary and instead cause a detrimental heavy metal oxidative type injury, just like a toxic heavy metal would. So you've got all these different components that start to play havoc with the system. And when we start looking at the, the um, information, like when they say, what was this here? Uh, one out of nine U.S. adults over 45 reports memory problems. I'm, I'm surprised it's not like one out of three people, adults, in report memory problems. Because there is so much pollution in our system, so much that we're being exposed to. And you start looking at the denudation of the neurofibrils that is caused by mercury. You look at the studies with lead that showed decrease in IQ. These are just the two metals that we've studied, how they uh, synergistically react with each other. What about all the other ones? We have no idea. Nobody's ever studied them. It's a very good point. And of course, in your research and trying to bring this out, it could move you know, medical science, we call it uh, uh, miles ahead of where it is or where it should be because of the things that were not done in terms of this discussion, much less the study. Now, there's a new guideline uh, issued recently, and I think it, it has everything to do with what you're talking about. It says that uh, the, the the blood pressure guidelines and they're going to roll out new ones are going to like millions more people are going to be labeled as having high blood pressure. Now, if it's just a matter of them lowering the number to put more people on drugs, it's an awareness that there is a problem, I would agree, but their solution being these drugs to lower blood pressure has nothing to do with the real reason why blood pressure is elevated, and you've pointed out heavy metals play a huge role here. Actually, uh, idiopathic hypertension, which is 80% of all hypertension, is considered to be idiopathic. We've talked about what that idiopathic word means, right? Yes. That means doctors don't know because they're idiots. No, I, <laughs> I won't say that. <clears throat> That's right. I've said it before. (laughs) That's right. So basically, when when something's uh, labeled as idiopathic, it means that we don't know what the etiology is. We don't know what the cause is. But 80% of idiopathic hypertension, high blood pressure, is cadmium-related. And this was actually uh, published in a journal. uh, I I think it was in Cecil's textbook of medicine, in fact, if I'm not mistaken. But regardless, again, part of this is reducing the numbers because there's not enough people that are either on, hypermedic, uh, on a hypertension medication or the profits for the pharmaceutical companies aren't enough. So what do they do? They lower the standard. This is not just with high blood pressure. It's with cholesterol. Mm-hmm. When I graduated from medical school, 250 was a normal cholesterol. If, it was less, if your cholesterol was higher than that, 
then they recommended you start on a statin drug. Well, then it went to 225, and then it went to 220, then it went to 200, then it went to like 190. I don't know what it is right now because I don't even look at statin drugs, but I think something like 160 they recommend, or 180 where they recommend a person should be on a statin drug. I have no idea what it is, but it's definitely going lower and lower. And I think that the reason is, again, profitability. We don't have enough profits or too many people are starting to go to different routes, natural routes. They're not taking the statin drugs. So what do we do? We reduce the standard. We reduce the level that is a threshold and make that the standard to start on uh, anti, um, a- anti-cholesterol medication. Right. So it's the same thing with the hypertension thing. And there's many other types of health issues where they now have reduced the threshold for the doctor to say, okay, you hit that threshold. We now need to start the drug. Yeah, they've it's, talked it's about uh, pre-diabetes, for instance. Uh, exactly. Pre-hypertension. Also, uh, remember the HPV shot I mentioned. They are not getting enough enough uptake of children, right? These young, young girls, particularly, the parents are getting wind of the dangers. And so they've now gone back to, to the FDA and said, hey, can we get this approved for young adults, you know, or adults of any age? And that's it. It's a market grab. Oh, wait, we've got not enough here. Let's go there. Let's expand it. And the federal government usually acquiesces unless there's an overt, just that they can't hide the deaths from it. And there's a lot of problems with that shot. But the same thing, like you said, cholesterol, we've talked about, or the high blood pressure, idiopathic. It is not caused by lack of high blood pressure medication, but it is caused by uh, preponderance of heavy metals in the system. You can say one or all. Uh, they all work together. Other persistent organic pollutants. We could talk so many things. Dehydration on a low level over time. I mean, there's so much going on, but none of that relates to the necessity for a drug. You know, there are times and places we've acknowledged it where drugs can be life-saving, but on a chronic basis, it is an admission of failure, and all it does is create more problems. You're absolutely right. It is an admission of failure. That's exactly what it is. And it does cause more problems. And those problems beget more problems. And the issue is that if you don't address the causation, you don't address the underlying reason for this to happen, you will never get ahead. And the underlying reason for this happening is because if there's the, the body is under a load of toxins. It's toxic. It's, it needs to be detoxified. And it's not because a person's doing something wrong necessarily. In fact, the vast majority of people don't do anything wrong. They're just living. It's the, the bodies that were appointed to safeguard our health, the ones that are supposed to prevent industries from putting out things that are toxic, not just gases, the amount of mercury vapor that's being introduced into the atmosphere from smelting plants and, and all, all sorts of different ways that we're being exposed to toxins, the pesticides, insecticides, and the contaminants in our water and the types of things that are added to our foods, all these things are affecting our physiology. And so you could be doing the best that you can possibly do and still be exposed to these toxins. And so it's those bodies that were supposed to safeguard us that have fallen asleep at the wheel. It's their responsibility. And unfortunately, I, I don't think it was their responsibility. I think that it was their they, they, it was supposed to be their responsibility. They already fell short. But remember that the person that should be responsible for your health is you. The person who should be responsible for your child's health is you. This is all about autonomy. This is about your body being sovereign. You have, you have every right in, in, in the free world, living in the United States, at least, you know, maybe for a few more years, hopefully we'll still have this. <laughs> at least yeah. they say we have the freedom, right? Robert, whether we do or not, we don't know, but they say we have the freedom to make the choices that we feel are the best for us. And when people 
start to listen to others that talk about vaccine the safe and you should start taking the Gardasil thing for your child, for your daughter. And, and despite 3,000 some women that have had, uh, you know, that have died from, isn't it 3,000 people now? 3,000 women have died from taking the Gardasil shot? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but if you all go to sanevax.org, they've been following it from day one. And it's a horrific number of injured, uh, killed, as well as uh, made infertile, sterile, as well as uh, Guillain-Barre, neural paralysis. Uh, just so, so many vicious symptoms associated with this this scam that they claim the HPV causes the cervical cancer 30 years in the future. Of course, it's nonsense. And 30 years from now, you'll find out it was the shot that was causing all the problems. Well, exactly. I mean, it still doesn't make sense to me to say that, okay, there's a possible, let's even say that it does work in 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. But why would somebody take something for, to prevent something from happening 30 years from now in, and, and then risk getting the, all the other problems that are definitely happening right now? Yeah. You know, it's like saying, well, let's, let's, ju- let's jump out of the frying pan because it's, we don't want to be in the frying pan because the frying pan is going to get hot and blah, blah, blah. Let's just jump out of the frying pan right smack into the fire. And that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. You're so right. You're so right. Listen, there's another study here that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of these controversies we cover from time to time. Headline reads, multivitamin mineral supplements do not reduce heart disease deaths. Now, the irony about this to some degree is that in, the, in most of the, uh, the Western world, if you have a dietary supplement, you cannot put on the label, this prevents heart disease or reduces heart disease or even deaths. So people aren't taking it for that. Technically, they're taking it for promotion of health rather than prevention of because they're not allowed to say they can prevent any disease. But I would argue that the vast majority of these studies are surrounding synthetic isolates that are nowhere found in food in the same way they're trying to enter into your body via supplementation. And people taking, for instance, essential fatty acids, if they're really fat, that is food. And your body's designed to eat it that way. And we know that we've got a lot of the wrong kind of fats. And people have been made to so f- be so fat phobic that supplementing healthy fats is going to be good. But that's kind of not where this study shows us. Instead, it's just saying, hey, you know, those supplements are a waste altogether. Not all of them are. Well, first thing, Robert, you're absolutely right. But the point that you might have, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect point. That's a perfect example of not looking at this on a fair basis, right? So they're, mm-hmm. they're, they, they've already jaded this, the outcome by, like you said, with, with, with the obesity aspect of people marketing, you know, stay away, fat-free food, fat-free food, you know, you chew fat. So then they don't realize the importance of essential fats. You're absolutely right. But look, add, add to it this way. When you start looking at multivitamins, the vast majority of multivitamins, like the stuff that Walmart sells, or you take any of these pills, and in the Nine Steps book, I talk about how to check your supplements. You, know, you take one of these multivitamins, you put them inside a glass of water, and then you look, and you don't have to know the way to calculate disassociation constants and such. Just put it in the glass of water and see how long does it take before it dissolves. And uh, what is it? Spe- uh, spectrum? Spectrum, is it the multivitamin? The, uh, there, yeah, that, that no, ma- centrum. centrum. Centrum, that's it. Centrum. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Centrum. Right. So you can put Centrum. You can take a tablet of Centrum. I haven't done this in about 10, 15 years now, but we did this before. We did videotaped it. You put a tablet of Centrum inside a glass of water. Yeah. It'll take three days, and you go back and look at it, and it's still like 95% still Right. If you, if you ever so, analyze what comes out of you after you take one of those things, the pill's still there, just as you swallowed it. it Folks, <laughs> we got to take another break, man. We are flying through uh, the advanced medicine today with uh, Dr. Batar, as it always goes so quickly with you, my friend. We'll be right back. Check it out. Links are up. Live around the world. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert, one of the things that I had uh, experienced about 15 years ago, I had a patient of mine whose brother worked for the sewage a sewage plants or something, some kind of um, it was a porta potty company. That's what it was in New York City. Oh, and lovely! His, yeah, it was. It, yeah, good job, right? But he told his brother, and his brother was my patient, that we were been talking about supplements. They had come to uh, one of the little community presentations we were doing about twenty years ago. So they had been my patient. This guy had been my patient for about four or five years. He's talking about his brother. They were on our multivitamins, and he started telling his brother that the one thing that he noticed whenever they would go to pump those porta potties out was these tablets, centrum tablets. He said, you know, they had a little C on it. All the time there were porta potties just full of centrum tablets. Now, when you start looking at a study like this that's talking about the mineral and multivitamin supplements don't reduce heart disease, what type are they? Are they going to the Walmarts where they pick up the multivitamin for two fifty five? where the actual right. label and the bottle costs more than the actual product? And so, how can you even compare that to any well, decent uh, supplement that's uh, associated yeah. the body's going to absorb? Yeah, exactly. There is a difference, folks. We've been talking about that for, here for years, and we differentiate. When we talk about a lot of these synthetic isolates, it's not the same thing. Your body is designed to get minerals from food. Primarily, I understand there are other ways to deliver these things. And you and I have talked about unusual circumstances, even with synthetics. There's an appropriate means by which we can intervene for life-saving measures like synthetic amino acids for intravenous. We don't have to go through the details of it. But, folks, if you think that that is by taking those pills, you're going to prevent stuff. Your body can't even use it. So this is an important distinction. Very, very important. And, Robert, the big thing is that for people to understand sometimes when you talk about vitamins, they may not understand it, but you can look at quality of food. Okay. If you get whole food and yeah. even if you don't even appreciate the difference in food, how about a car? You know, you can go get a, a there's a difference between a BMW and a Yugo, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's always a, di- the point is that there's always a difference in quality. You yeah. got to remember the quality you have to make, you have to compare apples to apples. If you want to assess the efficacy of apples, you can't say I'm going to fa- uh, assess the, effect of apples to basketballs and then say, well, apples don't work, but you were using a basketball to test it. Okay. So <laughs> quality is paramount. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, we got a couple of minutes left. We're going to do a quick uh, response to a listener question. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. All right. This question of the day comes from Judy. Judy says, squamous cell surgery of some kind. She didn't differentiate what kind. In July 18th, coming up real soon, prescribed uh, Cleosin antibiotic, Valium, Zantac, and Percocet. But she says, I I don't want to take them. I'm not going to take them. Do you have any suggestion for pain in case it's needed? Also, how do I detox my kidneys and my liver and my gut after the surgery? And she really wants to hear from you, Dr. Batar. Well... Um, I think that the pain part, you could probably answer that better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you've got things such as arnica and some of those components that you can do preoperatively. And then, of course, afterwards, yes. you can do things such as the uh, CBD oils and such. Th- those are options that usually work. There's also some topical things that can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to address the second portion. Yes. I will address it so succinctly. You will be amazed, Robert. I'll do it in 15 se- I'll do it in 10 seconds. Nail it. Go to advancedmedicine.com. Register for free, go through the head map, and they will tell you if you've got an issue with your kidneys or your liver and or what you need to do to support your kidneys and or liver, and you're golden. 
Nice. I like it. That's going to give you more than we could have time to relate to you, Judy, in this uh, short segment, wrapping it up here about, uh, well, a couple of, well, less than a couple of minutes left here. So excellent. So go to advancedmedicine.com, get on the head map. You're going to learn what you need to know and more. By the way, Kratom also excellent for pain management. My son had his wisdom teeth removed recently and used Kratom and CBD. He didn't have to resort to any Tylenol, any, any of those NSAIDs or anything. So that's really Really terrific. Uh, now, in terms of uh, uh, more details there, we don't have time. I will say there's one other article about obesity, and they say that alone does not increase the risk of death. And we've said this before. Being a little overweight, even fairly overweight, in and of itself is not technically a disease unless there is an aberrant metabolic issue or endocrine issue. It's toxicity, deficiency, toxicity, deficiency. And that's not what they address when they look at obesity. They talk about reduce fat, and they're so wrong. You're absolutely right, Robert. And Robert, I'd just like to go back to Judy's question just for a second before we conclude, and that is, Judy, I wasn't trying to minimize your question. It is, if you were a patient, you came to my office and we did, we were to assess you, that is exactly what I would start with, with the head map. I don't even see a patient until they've done the head map. So please Beautiful. do that. It will give you, it will give you all the information you need to know about your liver and kidney and what you need to do to support it more if you need. And it'll help to adjust your protocol to whatever is needed for that. All right. Robert, going back to the obesity thing, I totally agree with you. Well, now it's time to tell them what they need to know because we got to go. That the power to heal is unequivocally yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show.